Hello, hello. Thanks for joining. This is Skinfessions, Confessions of an Esthetician, and I'm Amber Moon, and I recorded this episode about six, maybe a little longer than six weeks ago, and life got caught up, and so I've been sitting and thinking about this particular episode for about six weeks. My message today in this episode, or (laughs) from six weeks ago, is really more about how to prioritize versus adding more things to become consistent. After recording this episode, I've been so cognizant about hearing in the marketplace the messages that come across that are like, oh, if you just add meditation for 20 minutes and then you just do this extra thing and you just do this one more extra thing, then everything will be balanced. And that's been a narrative I've heard for years, but I feel like now that I've been more cognizant of it, it's even more in my face. And that's part of what I'm really appreciative of in being able to record this podcast about consistency. And yes, it is about obtaining results, but it's really more about how to prioritize and how to be mindful of what are your actual priorities versus what the world feels like you should be doing or what you maybe feel like you should be doing. Step back. Let's step back and look a little bit at what is actually the priority for us to get from point A to point B. So please enjoy the episode today and thank you so much for tuning in. I would love to talk today about results specifically results as it relates to consistency. And I will give some accessible ways to view consistency, maybe change your mindset a little bit about structure and consistency, and also talk a little bit about how consistency relates in terms of priorities and how priorities can affect consistency and therefore relate also to results. This particular topic I will be touching on specifically for skin and how you can benefit in the skin realm, but also how it affects body and then also other areas of our lives. So I really appreciate this opportunity to discuss this topic. I touch a lot on it. I see it a ton in clinic. This is something that's relevant to skin and results And so much of a piece of this is also relevant to how we find connection and happiness within ourselves and then also within the outside world. So I will touch today on some steps for building consistency into your routine. But first and foremost, I'm going to touch on priorities and how to call out different priorities and make sure that those represent what your true goals are. Later in the episode, I will share an anecdote that relates to not so much to consistency, but more so to resolutions, which I will touch on in a minute as well. And I have a skin tip that does relate to consistency. So let's get started and we'll start breaking down what does it look like to be consistent and why. Why is consistency important? So there's a benefit to routine in that it can help you 
take out decision-making processes in your daily life, which can help you free up some bandwidth for thinking about things or planning things that are outside of the normal daily routine. So what do you want to accomplish today? And that's part of what meditation each morning helps me with. But I can start thinking about other things that I'm more interested in achieving or or finishing in a particular day. And some of that stuff is fun stuff. You know, what do I want to plan for when we go on a trip? Or what do we want to do this weekend? My brain is freed up for all of that. So there's a benefit in that way to being routine and consistent. And it can really help you achieve goals as well. So let's touch on why consistency can be so important for skin. Results really do relate to how routine somebody is in skincare specifically. So I very rarely and I struggle, I've been thinking about this, I struggle to come up with any examples where I've had a patient be inconsistent and see stellar results. They might see some, and that's great. And for some people, that's enough. And I'm not here to say that you should absolutely have this priority to have this type of skin and this type of result. But if you have the intention to get from point A to point B, and point B is your end goal, in order to get to that point well or quickly or at all, there needs to be some form of a routine. The other piece, and this is a little bit outside of the skin realm, but it can relate to skin as well, is that I don't know about you, but I really haven't met very many people who don't have some kind of structure in certain areas of their life, not all areas, but in certain areas of their life where they don't have any type of structure and they are thriving. We tend to do better, and I've seen this over years of working with patients, we tend to do better with some sort of priority, goal, and accomplishment. And that's true in all parts of body, health, lifestyle, and then also with skin. And I'll give an example. I used to have a friend um, who didn't have a job. And two o'clock on a Tuesday, if I got off work early, I would just call and be like, hey, do you want to go skiing? And we could go at any point. Sometimes I would wake him up at two o'clock on a Tuesday because he was taking a nap. And as fun as that sounds and as much of a dream as that seems to be for some people, once you would have that, once you have that, it's not really great anymore. You're not really loving it. You need a little bit of goal, priority, and achievement to start really interacting in the world and, and appreciating yourself. So those pieces are really important for what the goal of routine and consistency can be. And I'll give one more example specific to the body. As I mentioned earlier, strength training is a very key, pivotal piece of maintaining the body. And I actually have a lovely family member who is just now starting to struggle with some back and hip ailments. And this isn't something that has come overnight. Of course, now she's at the point where maybe she hasn't been doing the right thing for many years. And knowing what the right thing is, that's part of 
why I did the episode with Ian a couple weeks ago. So if you haven't listened to that, that one's really important. But maybe she hasn't been doing the right thing to help maintain her body. So now she's running into issues. And this is the point where it's painful to not move and it's painful to move. And so we are starting now with a program so that she can short-term start moving better, but also so that long-term she can do things that are important to her and to her family that she really enjoys so she can do that for years to come. And it's been an interesting journey because I'm watching as this unfolds and there's not really much you can do to convince somebody that they need to be doing something with their body or with their skin. And so I'll finish this example and then this will segue into priorities, which will be our our step one for helping to maintain and build consistency. But in this particular example, her priority wasn't necessarily to maintain her body or maybe she didn't know. And so now she's at a point where she's really uncomfortable in most positions. And in order to get her out of that, she's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit to build up so that she can maintain well. And that piece of routine, in her case, it's strength training twice a week. And we identified the movements that would work best. And that's going to be a huge change. And it's just twice a week. It's not an an aggressive routine. It's a 30-minute routine twice a week. And you can build that into pretty much anybody's schedule, assuming that that's the priority. So, That's the why for consistency. You tend to get better results. You tend to be a little bit more engaged in yourself and in the world. And people tend to respond better in all sorts of ways. So that's the why. Let's talk about how. How do we build consistency? What are the steps? And I'm going to break it down into five pieces. And the first step is the most robust. And as I mentioned earlier, that is priority. So priorities are interesting, and I have recognized this over many, many years of being in the treatment room. A lot of times, our priorities, what we believe our priorities to be, don't necessarily match up with what they actually are. So my first tip for building consistency and routine in your world is evaluate your priorities. Take a look at Is this priority actually part of your identity? Is it something that you just want to be part of your identity? Or is it actually a true priority? Because this priority will help dictate how well you do a routine and therefore will dictate results. So let's identify our priorities and really step back and review them. And I'll give some examples that are unbelievably difficult as a technician. There's a lot of people I see who come in and are really intent. They really want this type of skin or they really want this result in their skin. And in their mind, it's a priority because that's what they want. And sometimes that's true. And sometimes it's not. And it's up to you to take a look and to evaluate those pieces so that you can say, hmm, interesting. I have had patients come in. And they're very intent on, I want to clear my acne. This is a particularly interesting piece because acne does not heal accidentally. 
there are many factors that go into what causes acne. It's kind of like a puzzle, which is part of the reason, one, it's such a difficult thing to work on and to treat, but also it's kind of interesting. So the way I think about acne is like a cup. You might have variables that cause inflammation and irritation that can cause acne that you fill up this cup with. Maybe you put variables A, B, and C in that cup, but it's not overflowing. So the skin's fine. You don't actually see any acne come up to the surface. Now, other irritating variables, let's take uh, variables such as travel or changing products or wearing a mask during a pandemic, all of those different variables, you start adding that into the cup, now the cup is overflowing. So even though the variables A, B, and C underneath were causing some irritation, they were low level just riding underneath the radar. You start adding other variables, now you think, oh, well, it's definitely the mask that's causing the acne. True, that is definitely a factor, but that's not the only factor. That is the factor that's telling us that you have some underlying conditions that are causing this acne. And some of these conditions can be internally more difficult to control. So when we're talking about acne and priorities, people will come in, of course their goal is, I want to be clear, I don't want to have acne anymore. And that's great. But if your priorities don't align with that goal, I can't fix your skin. You are the only one who can take the steps to fix your skin. What you do at home with skincare is 80% of the battle. What I can do in treatment is about 20. I would love to think that I'm so cool that you can come in and we can treat your skin for 45 minutes to an hour and you will go home and not have to do anything because I am so amazing and I work magic. That's not the case. The case is you go home and what you do daily, twice a day, regularly, that's going to win the battle. What I do in treatment, that's going to help take you to the next level. You can do a lot of this stuff with healing acne or rosacea. Um, I hesitate when I say healing rosacea because you can't really resolve that one, but um, maintaining, you can maintain acne and rosacea and pigmentation. You can do a lot of those things at home. You, if you have the right tools, it's a really slow process, but it can happen. You have to be unbelievably consistent, but it can happen. So in this case where you have somebody come in, they talk about their goal is to have clear skin, their priority might be totally different. And the clues that I have are they have a hard time finding time in their schedule to schedule appointments. They are always talking about budget. Oh, well, this is outside my budget. And that's fine. I, I was a single parent for many, many, many years on a single income. I recognize that there is a budget in the world. I know what that looks like. For me, skin was not a negotiable, so I always prioritize that. But you'll see, I don't go out to eat. I, I never get coffee because I'm a wacko on caffeine. But I, there's certain things I will not do. I prioritize kettlebells. I have every size kettlebell up to a 48 kg, which is 106 pounds. That's important to me. I spent a lot of money during COVID quarantine getting all my kettlebells. But if you ask me when the last time I purchased clothing was, it's probably been many, many years. So those are my priorities and, and that's what I recognize. And the difficulty when I have patients come in who want that goal, 
you know, yeah, I want to look cute all the time. Do I want to go spend money and time shopping? Absolutely not. That's not something that I like doing. And it's not a priority for me. So same with skin. If you come in and you're interested in healing your acne, great. You have to put some priorities behind it. So be honest with yourself. Is this actually a priority? Or are you going to prioritize other things in your budget, in your time that are actually more more of a priority? Now, pulling into step number two for building consistency, I want to touch on judgment. So as you assess these priorities in your life and weigh out how important they actually are, there's no judgment here. And that is a key piece in one, building a routine, but also in evaluating priorities. I'm okay with the fact that my priority is not to wear cute clothes all the time, but my priorities lay elsewhere. And that's okay. There's no judgment in that. There's nothing wrong with me having a priority and there's nothing wrong with somebody else not prioritizing their skin. I'm not here to tell you that you need to prioritize your skin. I'm here if you say, I want results in this way. That's when I come in and say, yep, these are the things that we can do. And even within that, I will make sure that it aligns with priorities. You know, I have patients who come in and say, I want all of my pigmentation gone but I don't want to do the treatments. I'm not going to use more than one product or two products a day. So we're going to get them as close as we can within those parameters. And there's no judgment there. There's nothing wrong with how much you prioritize your skin or your health or your body, but be honest with it. So so as a technician, I say this because it would be great if everyone came in and had their priorities aligned with their goals beforehand. Because a lot of times, that's a hard thing to have a conversation with. And I have had some of those conversations and I have had some people get really upset with me. And that it's not super fun, but it is part of my job. And it, you know, it's, it's part of the service that I provide. Let's talk about, is this actually a priority? And there are cases where that's not. And like I said, taking that judgment out will make it a lot easier to assess your priorities And then as we move into building routine and consistency, taking judgment out is a huge piece. So step one, we're validating our priorities. Are our priorities aligned with what our goals are? Step two for building routine and consistency is let's take all of the judgment out. And let's take out as much of the judgment as we can. Judgment is the number one killer of consistency. And part of that is that if you are making judgments and putting yourself down or making judgments, and if there is judgment around either the priorities or how you are progressing in adding a routine, that judgment can really kill the vibe. It can really set off a sticky situation where you no longer are having fun or interested in maintaining this routine. So I'm going to touch a little bit on resolutions. At the time of this recording, it is February and January was not too, too long ago. And from what I've heard in in the media and amongst a variety of studies, and not too, too many adults that I know create resolutions in January. So this may not apply to you. I have seen studies that say that up to 40% of adults do make resolutions each year. Um, I myself do not make resolutions because I tend to just feel like a failure. They don't work for me. 
Um, and I'll explain a little bit of, of why that is in a second. But I will tell you, so for years, I did make a resolution. And my resolution was to stop swearing. And fuck me if that did not work. I tried every trick in the book. I tried the rubber band snap on your wrist. I tried all of these different finding different words so that I would be more creative with my vocabulary. Nothing worked. And every year for about four years in a row, it was mostly when my daughter was young, for about four years in a row, I just felt like an epic failure come February. So this relates to judgment and consistency because it there's a lot of judgment around well I didn't do this right or I, I'm failing it and and therefore I'm a failure and there's some kind of identity it's, it's just sticky yucky okay so if you're still on your resolution from January congratulations you are an anomaly for the rest of us resolutions don't tend to work for a variety of reasons because they don't incorporate these pieces that we're talking about, these steps that we're talking about with consistency. So taking judgment out is huge. That's step number two in building consistency. And then the next step, and part of the reason why resolutions don't necessarily work well, is we tend to get real excited in January, and there's a lot of energy, whether you make resolutions or not, there's a lot of energy in the world about creating regrowth and change. And that's great. And I love that. I love that energy. I thrive on that energy in January. But we tend to go overboard. So step three in building a routine is start small. Start way smaller than you expect to be able to do. So if I'll give the example, if I wanted to go to the gym six days a week, or let's use five. That's what I do. If I want to go to the gym five days a week, I will start with one or two days a week. That's how I'm going to start building this consistency. And the reason why this works is, let's take two examples. If I start with one to two times a week, or I start with three times a week. Three times a week is much less than five, and it should be attainable. Well, all I have to do is go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's okay. I can space it out. I will do fine. And if I miss Friday, then I'll go on Saturday. Everything will be great. This is the first week you're going to do it. You go to go in and you get two days. Well, crap. Or as I mentioned earlier, well, shit. Now I feel like I haven't achieved this goal. I'm doing two more days than I have done last week at the gym. And I should feel wonderful about that because that is a monumental change. I have now added two wonderful, glorious days at the gym, regardless of what I did. I showed up, I moved around, maybe I sweat, maybe I didn't. Whereas if I started small and I said, you know what, this week I'm gonna go once a week, or even if I said I'm gonna go twice a week, which is a little bit higher than I typically start, and I did those two days, I feel so accomplished and I feel like a winner, and this is wonderful. I love this. I'm excited about it. The energy that I had when I started has started to build and now I'm even more excited and I'm starting to feel maybe my body feels better. Maybe I'm sleeping better. Of course, after one week, maybe that's not the case, but let's look at week two. Now week two in both scenarios, you know, okay, well, I'm still, I'm going to still work toward doing one to two times this week, or I'm going to, nope, I'm going to push through and I'm going to get three times a week. On the off chance that the following week in scenario A, where you are starting really small, 
you told yourself you're going to do once or twice, maybe you got three times because you're so energized about it. And in the other example, maybe you did get the three times. You still don't feel that same energy or maybe you only went twice. Now you're starting to feel deflated. And this is part of why I think resolutions fail. As people start with so much energy and then it peters off. If you start real small, your energy will build with the feedback that you get from the results that you're feeling. You're starting to move better. Your joints feel better. There's all sorts of different pieces. And this is true with skin as well. Most products I start, especially if we have inflammatory conditions such as rosacea, acne, even certain forms of photo aging and hyperpigmentation, if we start small, and I say, hey, take this one product home. Most of the time it's a cleanser at first. I cannot say enough about good cleansers. Take this product home and use it a couple times a week. Your skin will acclimate to it a little bit better than if you just throw yourself in. All right, I'm going to do this twice a day, every day. And you will respond better, especially for my patients who have learned over the years that they only need to do their routine once a day. That's not a philosophy that I have seen works well. So I tell most patients, we will build you up to twice a day. But I'm not expecting, if you've been cleansing for once a day and doing your routine once a day for 5, 10, 15 years, I'm not going to expect that tomorrow you're going to be great at cleansing twice a day. That's not realistic and it just sets you up for failure. So let's be gentle. Let's start building slowly. So maybe once this week, cleanse and do your routine twice a day. And next week, we'll start looking at maybe twice a week we do that and maybe three times a week we do it moving forward. So we're starting small, we're helping to build up that sense of achievement and also the connection. And as you, I've seen this many, 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 many times in clinic, as you start to incorporate these routines and you get better at your twice a day routine and you do the two minute cleanse that everybody hears me talk about and thinks is crazy. Once you get into that, you'll start to feel your skin change. You will start to have people, I've had people call me or text me and say, oh my gosh, I got stopped at Costco the other day because someone told me that my skin was just glowing. And to not have that for many, many years and then to start seeing that, that's part of the energy that's helping that building small is now you're starting to get feedback internally and externally. And that's awesome. And so that's our third piece is start small. And I mentioned this a little bit a, a minute ago. Step four is be gentle with yourself. As that kind of relates to step two is taking the judgment out, but also be gentle. I'm adding this routine, whether it be working out or doing your skincare or any other thing that you take priority in. As you start to build up, there's not going to be perfect weeks every week. There's not even... Be there's no, re there's no reason to hold that as a standard. Some weeks might be a total dumpster fire. I have those pretty much every month, probably more than once a month. And that's okay. I didn't get into this thing. I wanted, I really wanted to do this this week. It really didn't happen. Be gentle with yourself because as I mentioned earlier, judgment is the biggest killer of routine and therefore can hinder how much result you get. And build up slowly. You know, we start small, doing something once a week, maybe twice a week. And then once that's really under your belt, once that's part of your routine, you're not really thinking about it, you know, every Tuesday and every Friday, this is what I'm doing. 
And it's part of that consistency in your world. Try adding it. And this is what I do in clinic is I work with people and I say, okay, we've been doing this vitamin C antioxidant serum twice a week. You are rolling with it. You're doing really well in terms of making sure that that happens. And your skin's responding really well. Your skin's acclimating well. Let's add up to now doing three or four times a week. And that's how we slowly get to that seven days a week or twice a week, seven days. It's good all around. And it really helps to infuse the sense of accomplishment in this routine. And step five is once you're cruising and only once you are cruising and everything has kept up well and you're doing well with it and you're not overwhelmed and everything is really responding well, that's when we add more if it makes sense. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm not here to tell anybody what their priorities are, but if your priority is this is what I want and we don't quite get there with steps one and steps two of your routine, let's say in in the case of skin, you're cleansing, you're now using an antioxidant serum, you're using your moisturizer and your sunblock and your eye cream. That's kind of a, those are kind of, that's kind of a foundation, in my opinion, the ideal that I can get most people to do without being, it's not super aggressive um, in terms of too many steps. And sometimes when that's not the case, I can, you know, remove some of those pieces too. Really, really the baseline is cleanse, and sunblock. You can get a little bit of moisture out of your sunblock. Those two things, if you do those, make me happy because I know that your skin is nourished to some extent with your cleanser and you get a little bit of nourishment from your sunblock and then you have sun protection. One of these days I will do an episode specifically on sun and I do think that there's so much value to the, so much value to the sun. But in relation to how it responds with the skin, incorporating other factors, it really does age the skin. It's a huge component in how our bodies age. And so I, I do talk about sun protection for that reason. And because I see people who come in who have had Mohs surgery or they've got, you know, basal cell carcinoma and they've had to have that. I mean, there's so many things, melanoma, all these things, we don't want those. So if we can avoid those by being really simple and adding a sunblock into our routine, if that gives us a little bit of an edge up, that's fantastic. I'll talk about, one of these days I will talk about sun and sunblock because I think there's a lot of confusion around which sunblock is the best and, and all of that. So back on track. Step number five in adding a routine is let's take a look and reassess our priority. This is your goal. Is that where your priorities lay? We want to go one step further. Therefore, we're going to add something. And that could be we're going to add a treatment. We're going to now do a laser resurfacing treatment. We'll do a series of those to help you get to your goal. Or maybe it makes more sense in some cases we're going to add, especially with acne, I don't want to add any heat to acne, we're going to add something that you do at home that will help your body learn to stop building that extra congestion in sebum. Let's help to reinforce that at home. Here, take this product home and same thing, we're going to start real slow and we'll slowly build it into your routine and then we'll go from there. And that cycle repeats itself. And that is how 
I have found for myself and for patients is the best way to add routine into your world. So step one, validate your priorities. Step two, take the judgment out of this whole process and of what your priorities are. Step three, start small, 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 smaller than you expect. Step four, be gentle and build up slowly. And step five is once you are maintaining well, and this is second nature, reassess your priorities and evaluate. Does it make sense? Should we add more? Do I want to add more? And one last piece I want to touch on that I just saw in my notes is about routine and consistency. If you are doing a routine because it's someone else's priority for you, that really just builds resentment. And then there's a stickiness involved in that, and that's no fun. So that's your homework for this episode. Take the time to consider where are your priorities, and are you expecting other people to fill in and do the extra legwork for you because you don't necessarily want to take on the work that is necessary to get to this goal? Or are you really invested? This is what you want. This is my goal. I will make this a priority and therefore I will learn to be routine and consistent to get to my results. So that wraps up my thoughts on consistency and and routine. And I would love to give an anecdote, like I said earlier, not necessarily related to consistency, but this is absolutely related to uh, (laughs) resolutions. I had a patient about uh, seven, eight years ago come in around this time of the year, and I we were talking about resolutions, and her resolution was to be nicer to her husband's ex-wife. And I thought, oh, that's a great one. <laughs> and she told me the best story. <laughs> so the summer prior, this woman, and I only saw her once, maybe twice. I don't know what happened to her, but if she's out there, I really would love to hear more of, (laughs) one, more of her stories, and two, hear how this all resolved with her resolution. So summer of the year prior, nice hot summer. She had been upset with the ex-wife. My patient decided that she was going to get back at said ex-wife. And so a little bit of an interesting situation, but she had the car keys to the ex-wife's car. She knew when the ex-wife was going to go on a trip. Ex-wife goes to DIA parks in one of the parking lots at the airport and is going to go on this trip and leave her car for a number of days at the airport. So my patient decides the best way to get back at this woman is to drive to Costco, buy a couple of bags of shrimp, drive then with her key fob to the vehicle at the airport, drive down there, hit the button to find the car. So she's hitting the emergency button so that she, so that she can get the car's alarm system to turn on. She finds the car I don't know. I don't remember how long it took her to find the car, but this is devotion. I mean, talking about priorities, (laughs) this woman is committed. 
And so she finds this car. She opens and unlocks the door, opens and dumps the bags of shrimp into the back seat, closes the door, locks the door, and goes on her merry way. So anybody who has been to DIA in the summer knows that it is scorching hot. So now this poor woman, I don't know what she did, but I'm sure she did not deserve this. This poor woman is, now has her vehicle baking with raw shrimp in her back seat. I can't even imagine what goes through your head when you get back from your trip and you're tired and you just want to hop in your car and go home and it smells like death in there. So I have so many questions. <laughs> like, Can you get the shrimp smell out of the car at that point? Or is the car now totaled? Like what? How? First of all, I, okay, so I have to give her mega points for creativity. And second is I love that she recognized that that was incorrect. And maybe she did because she was forced to by some, some, <laughs> someone else. But that was now her resolution was to be nicer to this woman, which I think is probably the best <laughs> for the best. But thank you for the awesome story. That is a great example of how resolutions can be beneficial. <laughs> uh, that's my anecdote. And my skin tip for today is about funky growths on the skin. So seboric keratoses are these kind of weird looking, sort of look like moles, like gray moles on the skin. Sometimes they can be, they're usually raised. Um, sometimes they can be a little bit rough. They, they're more unsightly than anything. There's not really much you need to do but most people don't want to see them. I have a handful of patients who have them on their face. I had a patient, and this is part of why um, I thought of this. This was years ago. I have a patient. She had a seboric keratosis on her decollete, on her chest, and she used frankincense twice a day for many months. It got rid of it. I was floored, for the, especially for the size of it. I mean, it was bigger than the size of the end of a... Um, pencil eraser like it was a big guy and it, sure enough she put it on and it was cool to watch because I saw her monthly it started to pull off like it was almost like it was being pushed off by the skin it was super cool anyway my skin tip for today is if you've got funky growths um, this can include warts as well um, I have seen this work well for warts Skin tags, not so much. Skin tags seem to be in their own world. But you can use frankincense. I use doTERRA. I don't love that it's a multi-level. In fact, I despise that it's a multi-level. But I do love their products. And so I have an account. I have a wholesale account. And I love their frankincense. And the whole reason I even got into the line was 12 years ago. I... 10 or 12 years ago, I had someone come to me and I had a planter's wart on the bottom of my foot and she was trying to get me into doTERRA and I said, no, 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 I'm, you know, I'm fine, I'm good. And she said, try this. She gave me the last of her little bottle of frankincense. So there's a little bit left in her bottle. Try this and see if it works on your wart. Use it twice a day. And sure enough, it got rid of a planter's wart. If anybody out there has ever had warts, I am sorry. 
it's terrible. It's not a great thing. There's other things that could be worse, I'm sure. But in this particular case, warts are terrible. They're really hard to get rid of, especially the ones on the bottom of your feet. And so sure enough, I used it twice a day and it got rid of my plantar's wart, which is miraculous. I've had it lasered off. I had had all sorts of things by that time. So I was super enthralled. And since then I have used doTERRA. Sometimes I use it internally. I'm not necessarily recommending doTERRA. What I have found and my skin tip for today is that frankincense works well on funky growths on the skin. So the bottle that I get, I think it's $75 wholesale, works wonders. It lasts a long time. It is more expensive, but it it lasts a while. It's a cool little hack to try. Um, Obviously, if you get any irritation, stop trying it. I've never had any irritation using um, the doTERRA frankincense straight, and it might be something to add to your little toolkit. Again, I'm not an advocate for any particular line. I think doTERRA tends to be really good. I've used it for years. I like it. I trust them. Um, but I'm sure there's many other lines out there that are are of equal quality. Um, I won't vouch for any particular one because I don't know. That's not really my that's not really my area of expertise. Ask me about skincare. <laughs> that's a whole different world. I, I got some opi- I got opinions on all of that stuff. That's my quick little tip. And the reason it relates to consistency is because you do have to do it regularly. You can't use frankincense once or twice a week and have it work. You have to be routine and from what I have seen is that definitely pays off. So thank you so much for tuning in today and listening to me talk about routine and consistency. And perhaps there's little part of your world that can be affected by adding a a simple routine, or perhaps you'll go home and you will evaluate and think about whether or not this priority is actually important. I hope this has given some insight and some inspiration for routine in your world. I don't wish the level of routine that I have, I don't wish on anybody, but it works for me. Find your level of routine. What is your level of routine? I truly appreciate you tuning in. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe. You're welcome to share with friends and family. I would love that. I really am interested in helping get the message across that health is within our grasp. And there are things that we can do for our body, for our mind, for our skin that can really pay off short-term and long-term. And I appreciate you taking interest in this. This is an area I love to talk about. So thanks so much for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. 